0: A four-star, a four-star, and a gallon-sized freezer bag walked into the barrel and asked, where's my bucket of Long Islands? It's summer, and it's all we got. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by my co host and recent inductee to the Plasterers Guild, Local 502, Mm -hmm. Alex Plum. Plum, how's that plaster? You don't need to make that noise, Plum. You don't need to make
1: you. That's that's true. I have a device. Bring out the
0: artillery. Bring out the artillery.
1: I have a tool. Don't worry, dear listener. This week, our uh, favorite summertime listener guest, Kevin Greck, is not with us. And so, just to hurt him, we will be interspersing throughout the podcast the hamhorn, uh, ham horn both to hurt you your <laughs> your auditory sensation and most of your
0: masochistic dirt bags
1: to hurt Greg. so <laughs> yeah man don't buy an old house don't buy an old house that's you know 100 plaster walls don't do it don't do it you don't uh... need to do it it's better to not do it Ooh.
0: talk to me about 95 percent plaster walls i'm i'm asking for a friend <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be one drywall wall in there somewhere. I just, I haven't found it yet.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. A bigger favor, apparently, because none of you do it. Rate, <laughs> review, <laughs> and smash that subscribe button. Cue the horn. Listen, bow, bow, bow. It's <laughs>
1: summertime. You have nothing else to do, dear listener, than to get on to Apple Podcasts and leave that five star. Just leave it. You don't even have to say very much. In fact, the best reviews that we get each week or year are the ones that say very little. Because you can always say less. You can always Yes,
0: I remember one that was I'm testing my headphones.
1: <laughs> yes. A great five star review. A great five star review so we uh,
0: yes and of course follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod uh, particularly if you would like to uh, hop in on the old Twitter questions next week um, Plum uh, did I just see a Kirkland seltzer?
2: It you might have but
0: the other thing I you am...
2: would
1: have seen was I tapped off the old fireball because tonight oh. ladies and gentlemen Mr. Jones sloppy. and me are getting sloppy on
2: cinnamon flavor uh, it's going to be a mess.
0: <laughs> this is the energy I wanted. Uh, before we get two in the bag, please give the folks a rundown of the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast, if you are a first time listener, always begins behind the green wall where football always leads. And that How is How dare you
0: exclude non binary folks?
1: Fart, sorry, yes. Friends, dear friends, come one, come all. Uh, Behind the green wall, football will lead, and this week we're talking Starboys because it is Starboy season at Michigan State University. Two giant recruits we just picked up, bags dropping, everybody loving it. This week we're not talking basketball, but we are talking Breslin Center and Hello Volleyball. We'll head off Grand River to talk about NCAA-wide sports and other moves happening, and then we'll end, per usual, with your Twitter questions.
0: Love it. All right. Let's, yes, indeed, start with uh, heading behind that green wall. Starboy season. uh, I think maybe my favorite name ever. Okay. By Job. By Job. A 6'4", 215-pound, four-star edge rusher out of Oklahoma. He's the 64th best player in the nation. That makes him a top 100 recruit, Alex Plum, if you're doing the math at home. I uh, He's the number nine edge rusher in the country and the number one player in the state of Oklahoma. He's the highest rated player to join uh, this class and is the highest rated player of the Mel Tucker era. Um, my favorite fun fact about Bijob yes. is that he returns kicks as a defensive end. He is the kick returner, which... You know, is making me regret some of the slander I sent your way about confusing certain there positions.
1: There it is! <laughs> uh,
0: and if I can pull up, if you'll indulge me, his uh, his offer list. Um, because it's a fun one. Um, Vanderbilt apparently actually made a run at him, but we're not going to count that because they're bad. Uh, but... Alabama, Arkansas, Baylor, Georgia. Uh, I'm skipping lesser important schools like Indiana. Mm. Uh, Iowa State, uh, Miami, Michigan, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, Washington, Wisconsin. Uh, Oklahoma, again, is apparently on the list for some reason. Uh, So... It's a, it is a it is who's who, if you will. Um, so the
1: kid, is a, the kid is a native of Senegal. Yes. Uh, who's
2: only played two years of football. Now, I mean, I, 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 let's talk about that,
1: right? Can, I, and I don't know. I mean, Norman, Oklahoma, I, I imagine that has a quite a panache to it, especially in the Big 12 for f- producing football talent. Community Christian school, however, I know nothing about. But is this the kind of guy on paper you would think would be 64th overall in 24 7 sports composite, top 100 recruit? That is, that's really saying
0: something. Yeah. Different sports. um, But one of the things that worries me sometimes, um, uh, uh, I'm having a little Mari Sissoko uh, PTSD. Okay. Someone who also had picked up a game late in life um, yeah. and then was a very highly touted recruit. But, um, I, you know, very different sports. Uh, and the things you can't like, it, you know, part of the rating is certainly. Um, there's measurables that go into it, right? Like right. he's six, four. That counts for something at two fifteen. Apparently, the you know, it, the way he wears his weight, like him putting on another 20, 30 pounds, not going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, and you, you got to imagine getting into a program like Michigan state. Um, it, great. Yep. Uh, there's also, it is uh, not, you know, I don't want to like, um, I'm sure that some football players would be upset when I say that football is not a finesse sport, but I mean that in a way that it's not a finesse sport in the same way that basketball is. Sure. Um, well, and- and
1: to, but to your point here, the reason that he came to the United States from Senegal was in fact to pursue basketball training. So you have to assume that some of the technical finesse skills are, this is according to USA Today. uh, Some of those technical finesse skills are, are there. So you, you combine that with a little bit more of the rough and tumble gridiron. I don't know. Kid could be a
0: real banger. Well, and I think, you know, the other, the other thing you can point to is the kick returning. Like that is, Speed. Yes. That is vision. That is athleticism. Um, and so, yeah. the and I have I have zero doubts yeah. um, about him training with Brandon Jordan. Yes, you know, tra- trainer of NFL stars. Yes, and and if he's already look, if Bama's offering him, I, I feel fine. I <laughs> feel really good about where he's at. Yep, uh, from a skill perspective. And it is super impressive that he's only been doing it for a little while and, and the, it, that if, if your floor is people are already really impressed with you, uh-huh. then your upside is, is, is massive. And so I think this is a super exciting pickup. And, and it's about time we landed one of these where we were going up against folks that, frankly, we've been losing out to on, on some recruits. Uh, so is
2: this, is yeah. she back? No, this is my sister's dog. This might my...
1: make a note of the time on this one. I don't No, no, really... no.
2: Leave it in. We'll okay. talk. We'll threaten her. We'll threaten her. <laughs> uh,
0: she's just a fan. Just a fan. Um, so uh, Plump, who is our other four star commit? Because it feels good to say two four stars in a week.
1: Two four stars in a week does – it kind of rules right off the tongue, doesn't it? Before two or four stars in, in two days. Well, listen, don't – no, let's not push it. Uh, I, I'm going to jump into him, but before I jump into him, I want to just table something for us to come back to. Um, edge rushers. Because I, I – I, this listen, listen, avid listeners of this podcast know there are many things – well, there are a few things that I know in this world of all positions, despite being a co-host of a sports-oriented podcast. Not one of them. It would be very elucidating for yours truly, potentially at least one or two others who listen to this podcast regularly, to dive into edge rushing and particularly how it aligns with the defensive scheme that we have this season. So maybe we'll make a note of that and come back to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think related to recruiting anyway. So, Mm -hmm. you know, edge rushers uh, oftentimes also refer to a defensive end. Sometimes they categorize them this way because of, they can maybe flex to a few different positions depending on the scheme you're running. Okay. But at, what's interesting here is that you know Michigan State has been running histo- under Mel Tucker uh, a 4-2-5 uh, scheme. So four down linemen, uh, two linebackers, and five uh, defensive backs. And the way we're recruiting indicates we're shifting away from that. Uh, and so that I, you know, that we're likely moving to a three man front instead of a four man front because we, it allows you to get more speed on the field. And, and so a pickup like B- by Job is, is by definition, one that is about speed and athleticism, um, and someone who can get after the quarterback, you know. And some of the recruits you're going to see are able to play multiple positions and flex out to different spots to to threaten the quarterback in different ways. So, yeah. uh, But yes, we can absolutely chat about it more later. Uh, Talk to me about Cole. I'm going to talk to you about the juice squad. That's
1: really what I want to do. No, Cole Dellinger, six foot four, uh, 280 pound prospect out of Clarkston, Michigan. Clarkston which you may recall gave us uh, quite the young man basketball player who later left us, but it's okay. We don't hold grudges. We're still grateful for the state of Clarkston, as long as Cole Dellinger doesn't trip over his own feet while he's playing (laughs) games for us. Interior offensive lineman, he makes the eighth four-star prospect for this recruiting class, beating out finalists LSU and Purdue. LSU, where his older brother plays, he got offers from Michigan, from Arizona State, Kansas, Mississippi, Pitt, Marshall, Missouri. So, uh, number 330 player in the nation, but the number 16 interior offensive lineman and the number 5-ranked overall player in the state of Michigan in this
2: class, all 24-7. Kids, yeah, and got some, got some weight, too, which i love to see.
0: Yeah, he probably needs to put on another... 20 pounds too um the i his offer list is a bit smaller okay. uh than a by job um now that's partly different sort of rank status uh mm-hmm. interior offensive linemen are a little bit easier to find than a than an offensive tackle but i think it's probably also a reflection of the fact that to your point his brother uh down in baton rouge um, currently under, uh, murderer coach, Brian Kelly. Mm. Um, and so I, I think there's something to beaten out the place where your brother's at. Um,
1: that's, that, let's say that again, actually. And I think if for no other reason than it shows that Cole has better taste than Garrett, because Cole doesn't want to be murdered. And I... Th-
0: Garrett committed when Ed Ogeron was there. In fairness, to Cole or Garrett,
1: there's a transfer portal for a reason. I (laughs) am excited for this kid. It really says something, too. You know, Clarkston's colors are very akin to the University of Michigan's, and the fact that he found those colors so distasteful, so (laughs) opprobrious, so repugnant to good things—the things that he wants to surround himself with—that he is, of course, coming to Michigan State. This
2: is. Big news. Love it. Uh, We
0: also got some tailgate news this week, Alex. Um, Mm -hmm. New policies, which I should have pulled up in advance of recording this and did not. Well,
1: they're quite elaborate. Quite elaborate. I I don't know. I mean, plastic gallon-sized bags. uh, You can also
0: buy bags.
1: Right. You could buy a bag. Uh, Yeah little clutch uh you can have an exception for essential medicines i want to say i think Mm a camera bag is still acceptable but yeah gone are the days of big purses and we're going
0: to search them um yeah well they for a while i don't think you could take a bag at all mm. um and so this is uh um this is great for uh parents uh, who want to bring you know their kids to the to the game? Uh, the variety of things you need to pack. Yeah. Um, the other news has to do with tailgate time. So let's break this down. Um,
2: the for games that start at noon or four, you can now start tailgating at seven,
0: and for yes. night games, you can start uh t- tailgating at 11 previously it was seven for noon games nine for four three 34 games and 1 p.m for night games um do you remember when uh the tailgate rules were changed alex i do not i remember very distinctly
2: notre dame came to msu we were at school it was a night game. And bad things bad happened. Bad things happened. Bad things were well, not least of which Mark Antonio had a heart attack. So uh
0: was that a Dan I don't know if that was a D'Antonio year. That might have been uh John L year. I think it was oh six. Oh no, you guess you right. yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Oh, 05.
2: Because
0: we I think we were still in, in maybe it was even oh four. We were in case, or I, at least I was in case. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it was, it, was, it was not a, a, a great day uh, for a variety of reasons. And so I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I will not be a complete fuddy-duddy. I'm pro tailgating. I'm pro the consumption of alcohol. Sure. In fact, I'm going to do a shot here. Um, and I'm pro the students being able to have fun. And I'm pro safe spaces for everyone to have fun. So I guess... I am sincerely hoping that MSU in addition to opening up the tailgates earlier, which again, yeah. I'm not against, sure, but does all the things that they need to do to make it a safe and clean space. Yes. Um so you have your porta potties and enough of them. I think that's yeah. an ongoing problem. Uh yeah. have uh plenty of I'm not going to say police because I, do, I don't think police is what's needed there. But uh, plenty of, of personnel who can who can be of assistance to sure. anyone who needs assistance in that. Time. Sure. Um, do you so? Think, so a, a, an aside to
1: this, the Michigan State Legislature. Is yeah, has taken up bills. to police. I had this off Grand
0: River, but yes.
1: OK, well, I'm going to I'm going to link it. We're going to
0: we're going to. <coughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it live.
1: Let's do it live. Damn it. Fucking thing sucks. Um, (laughs) The state (laughs) legislature has taken up bills to allow the sale of alcohol at the university of Michigan at Michigan state university.
2: I wonder how the legal consumption and sale of alcohol at a stadium
1: could also impact because what they've done is they've extended the hours, right? They've allowed folks now they've extended the hours for folks to tailgate if the concern is that
2: partying inebriation is leading to issues, do they go back and change
1: the rules again because part of the part of the consideration here is folks, or is the hope right like it's like in Germany where there's no real age limit to drink beer because it's like you learn at twelve, so you're not drinking like a maniac when you go to college at eighteen. Is there part of that? Well, because it's available, we don't have to get so shit faced. Yes. In the
0: afternoon, I I think actually there's been some studies on this. Uh, this has at least been, um, if not plenty of people made a convincing argument. But I'm I'm pretty sure that there's actual data to support this. That that by not introducing the same deadline,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? That you you de incentivize binge drinking. The binging. Um, yeah. Yep. And, and that last minute binging, right? Like drink all day, right? Like, you know, and right. you're, you're, you're going to continue to have overindulgence. Like that, that's not going to disappear. Yeah. But you will decrease some of your overindulgence from folks who, uh, binge drink because once you're there, sure. There is the safety net of, I can get another beer, but truthfully, how many beers, how many $15 beers yeah. are you None. going to leave from watching the game right
1: to get? Right, you're not. You're gonna to try to buy two at the beginning, and they're gonna be hot by the fucking <laughs> halftime, which is fine. Then you just you 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 hold it next to your melting
0: moments, and then it cools yeah. it, and then it gets and cold y- again. You get yourself a, a little uh, little milk soup, and you get soup. yourself a little Uh yeah. Soup. Uh, um, yeah it, I also I tend to be very pro. A it's a revenue stream, right? Yeah. Like let's wh- why right. and. And Greg and I, when we went to the Rutgers game, uh, you know, they sell the adult beverages there. Yep. And, They got nothing you know, else Rutgers, look to
1: look in Piscataway.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I, I was found myself shouting at vendors because of the noise of, uh, their speakers there. But, uh, at the, I, I would generally speaking say, you know, notwithstanding that no one was there. And so you, you know, lines were very short, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even think I got many drinks. I think I had two beers while I was there. Sure. Right. Um, But the fact that you have it, you can nurse it. It's that's my watching the game. Like if if you're you're into the the game.
2: Yes. You're not going to be. Well, most of us. anyway.
0: Yes. Uh, So um, anyway, I think these are exciting and interesting uh, policy changes. Uh, I do. I sincerely hope that MSU commits the resources to, to making sure that, um, uh, tailgating it continues to be both fun, but safe and clean and uh, peaceable to folks who want to tailgate. Um, Great. Totally appropriate and on the moment. Uh, all right. Uh, volleyball. Uh, moving to the Breslin. Out of Jennison. What? Leah Johnson, I, what won't you do? Well, I think she's, she's recruiting very well also. She's pulling in a lot of out of state recruits. Um I A, I, I think this is a smart move on 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 the administration's part. I assume this is something that, that Leah Johnson advocated for. Um and didn't come out of like Alan Hallers,
2: hey, what would you think about uh, moving over here?
0: Um mm-hmm. Because I've got to believe that being able to recruit to Breslin is easier than being able to recruit to Jenison. Correct. Um, And I also think
2: that um, volleyball,
0: I believe is actually one of the better TV revenue sports that the Big Ten network offers. Okay. So, you know, in hopes that Leah Johnson gets Michigan State volleyball, back to a, you know, a a competitive place, uh, or more competitive place. I don't, they've not been abysmal, but a more competitive place. Yep. And you're providing the accessibility or, you know, the experience of being able to go to Breslin, you know, you may find that, that interest picks up among alumni, uh, and, and current students.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would think so, um, not to least of which, and you mentioned this, the recruiting pickup, but I think about this, they're moving to practice facilities to Breslin too.
0: I mean, it's this gonna is be a, so much
1: nicer. It's so much nicer. I mean, this is a team that hasn't played a game in the Brez since twenty six. It's like twelve years, 2016, um, 2015. and uh, uh, they've only played eight. They, yeah, I mean something like that. But they haven't played eight. They they played eight games in the at that from that point fifteen years back to nineteen ninety five. They only played eight times. Like so the fact why?
2: That,
1: why is the why?
2: And I'm going to tell you why I bet now this is crotchety uh, old man yelling at cloud, but I bet
1: this was, you know, those years were sort of still heyday years for Izzo and the basketball program. I like to think this is Alan Harrell being like, you know, Tom, what are you really doing that justifies you getting this whole fucking thing?
0: Very, you know? very office space. Uh, what do you do here? What do you do here?
1: I'm trying to understand. I see. Recruits like garbage Max Christie, who everybody can agree is useless and is not going to pan out in any future endeavor, whether it's working at Enterprise or playing for the Lakers. Very similar career path, by yeah. the way. Uh, you know, so what are we doing here? I, why not give volleyball? Fuck, might as well bring swim and dive in. Let's put a pool underneath <laughs> the fucking basketball
2: court. I don't know. Just me. <laughs>
0: Probably just me. Oh my god, that's great audio. <laughs> um either way, I'm excited about this. Uh if if I happen to be able to pop into town uh this next winter for for some hoops, I totally would go to the Breslin to watch a volleyball game too. For sure. Um that would if, be a lot of fun.
1: If for no other reason than you want to be able to get a turkey leg
2: while you're there. And I don't
0: sure. You. Uh I mean I could find a medieval times or I could go to the Brez, you know. <laughs> who cares uh um uh, yeah let's uh oh and uh, as an aside uh Leah Johnson also pregnant also
3: uh, pregnant it, again
0: came out what can't she do what yeah so uh a sincere congratulations to her family and uh sure. and yeah that's uh that's very exciting very exciting you're here, here um all right um ad read time ad read time we got to go don't who... skip don't skip ahead we got a first live read. So you better stick with us because this will get sloppy. Yep. Uh, all right. You all know him. You all love him. And he's back. He's back and he's at a new company. It's Brandon with an E, stands with a Z. He's now. That's right. Give me more, more, more. <laughs> He's with Gold Star Mortgage, uh, and uh, he wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh buying a home. He uh, we reached out to him, said, Hey, Brandon, we need we need some talking points, right? Like, we know your consultative approach, you know no cost, no obligation, you'll sit down, chat with folks. Uh, but like Plum and I both just bought homes. Uh, it's a seemingly terrible time to buy a home. So <laughs> We need something better than we know you and we think you're great. Like, why Why should we share with the listeners that they should buy a house? Or if they're thinking about buying a house, why might now might be the time? So, Plum, why buy a home now?
2: Well, well, if you bought this year, like yours truly, you
1: will note that interest rates have been doing this thing that no one who's buying a home likes. They're going <laughs> up. But- Despite those increases to home interest rates, which in some analysis may be leveling, maybe even decreasing, if you're really interested in week by week uh, trends, I don't know if you should be. Anyway, uh, home prices have not gone down, which typically you would see interest rates go up, home prices go down, the market starts to plateau. That's not been the case. Home prices, in fact, have continued to increase despite uh, the rates doing the same.
0: This there's no inventory. There's no <laughs> there's inventory. No
3: inventory.
1: <laughs> So, so this is the time. This remains a seller's market, despite the fact uh, uh, that uh, you know that uh, that interest is doing what they're doing. So, trying to wait out a dip in rates may not actually save you money if prices continue yeah. on their trajectory. Whether you're looking or you're looking to sell,
2: yeah, this might be the time.
0: Yeah. So, if if you if you've been thinking about it and you're you're concerned about raising interest rates. You know, you might be able to time a minor dip. Uh, you, but waiting in the long run may not be the right move. Goldstar is a Fortune 500 Michigan-based company that funds over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. Brandon is managing a team with a hundred year, over a hundred years of combined industry experience. They're licensed in thirty-two states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint and future Big Ten put, print, footprint, aka California, uh, with the exception of Iowa. No license. I don't there. think any. Yes, <laughs> uh, if you wanted. Corn and uh, Steve Schmidt, not Schmidt. Uh, Steve King. Uh, you know Ew. you're not a listener <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, Brandon, as we mentioned, a good friend of ours, consultative approach, really knows what he's talking about. We love him. Goldstar has some of the best rates uh, in the country, and they carry all types of loan products. Uh, he gave me a whole list. I don't remember them all because they were a lot, and I didn't even know that many. And I feel like I had to explore every loan product that existed. Um, and I think the bigger deal, um, Alex, you probably know this is that they, they service many of their own loans. So oftentimes if you get a loan, the, the, the person who got you the loan immediately sells it to somebody else who may then sell it to somebody else and yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, they, uh, Gold Star services many of their own loans. So give Brandon a call. Uh, you can find him at Again, Gold, that's Gold Star Mortgage.
1: Goldstarfinancial.com slash Brandon
0: Sands. That's Brandon
1: with an E. Sands with a Z.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Blum. All right. Uh, off Grand River. Let's head there. Let's do it. And let's let's keep doing five minute ad reads. Make people yeah, just people love 30 that. 30 minute shit. ship. Yeah. People love that shit. Yeah. But listen, if you think you want to advertise on this pod, you will know you get your money's worth. Um, People have to skip quite a few times to get through that ad. Uh all right, <laughs> getting, off Grand River.
1: They get angrier and angrier each time they skip.
0: I one of my favorite podcasts, uh, it's like just you keep clicking and it's like, when why are you vamping on every single ad read? Yes. It's good. uh all right, off Grand River. I want to start with uh, a story that maybe some of our listeners will be like, don't care. It's a mid-major at best, but I think is super fascinating. So the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference, has changed the way that they are doing their own tournament seating for basketball. And what they've done is they consulted specifically with Ken Palm to create a seating system that Largely relies on the net, but uses some other advanced analytics to try and seed teams, not based upon wins and losses, though that is a factor in the same way that it's a factor for any advanced analytics, like you still got to win your games, but that it, it favors teams who seemingly are more likely to go on a run in the NCAA tournament because they are more apt to beat a a higher ranked team than anyone else uh so you could be third in your conference by wins yeah. and losses right. but but based upon your particularly Straight your non-conference schedule. schedule yeah and how you performed and where you performed whether it's away or on a neutral site if you went to duke and you know you got beat by like five like maybe you're the team that's actually better positioned to make yeah. a run in the tournament
1: and this this is especially important for a conference like the WAG. Where yes. you're not going to have in league play the strength of schedule differential to really give your conference the leg up that it would need. Whereas the Big Ten continually gets five, six, seven, eight teams in the tournament every year. Ooh. The whack is not not so strong. So this is, I mean, do you think this portends, I mean, let's be clear, there's going to be two conferences in the next 16 minutes, so this is really silly. But, but if, yeah. if, if we were to have retained more than four conferences across the United States, do you think that this portends a trend uh, in what conferences should be looking at doing to better acknowledge uh, what, what is required to predict good play or successful depth in the tournament?
0: Yeah, so th- there's a a little bit of a side question there, right? Like because there's there's some speculation that that these super conferences, if you will, will leave the NCAA entirely. Do I, I do thing. I do think some of that conversation has largely been focused around like will football do its own thing, and then the NCAA will retain the remainder of sports. The it, the the piece of this though that I, I think is particularly compelling is that these smaller conferences, their payouts mm. for participation in the NCAA tournament yeah. are based upon the number of games that they're in the tournament. So, like, the amount of money that, what was it, uh, who was the team in Newark, or not Newark, uh, in Jersey City that, that made a run in the tournament this past year, people are going to be screaming. Yeah. Uh, St. Saint... Oh, Bonaventure?
2: no 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 saint john saint jim saint jehoshaphat
1: saint
0: irene uh saint peter's saint Saint peter's peacocks
2: oh the peacocks
0: yes uh so yeah so the the saint peter's peacocks which are part of the uh like the atlantic city league or something like it's truly like can you commute into New York City from either NJ Transit or uh, the Long Island Railroad? Um, <laughs> they um, the amount of money they ended up netting their conference because of the number of games that they played in was quite substantial. So you mm-hmm. you may as a, a team be like, wait a second, I you know won more games in conference, but like if you're really thinking long term about your your viability as a program, yeah. your payout. Your TV rights, your TV dollar payout is is all contingent on this. And so I think this is really smart, yeah. really savvy and really innovative. So, I, you know, what, it'll be curious to watch how this all trends, because, again, this is very specific to how they get seated in their own conference tournament. So it's still the winner of the conference tournament ends up going to the NCAA tournament. Like that's that's the right. way it is. And right um so this is just one way to sort of advantage folks who who take on hard out of conference schedules and 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 play well but either way i think it's cool i'm pro it
1: i mean yeah it's a very low stakes way to introduce something very innovative potentially seismic certainly different from the way that it's been done before postseason tournament seating not the biggest make or break difference maker in this but something at least to show a little incentive so whether it's enough incentive to get this to really stick, especially when it comes time to schedule a couple years out. And I mean, maybe we start seeing the whack, you know, play more games on aircraft carriers or something
0: <laughs> ridiculous like that. Um, I wanted to uh, real quick talk about conference realignment part. De. De. Um, because after we spoke last week about what was going on with conference realignment, it, the report came out that, uh, you know, Oregon and I think Washington at least had both applied for or entertained membership with the big 12. Right. Which I thought was a super smart power move to say big 10 shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it ended up because the big 12 has nothing left. So I mean, (laughs)
1: fuck, why wouldn't you want to do this?
0: And if you're the big twelve, like you'd be really smart to do it, right? Um but it 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 seems like it's not nothing's going anywhere immediately. but I guess i'm I, I'm curious on your take on this plum because it seems that the Big Ten is like, "No, we're okay. Like we do not need to we don't need to have anybody. like we right. still have yeah. a lot of money. We don't need to just take people. but I'm curious. We'll we'll keep the conversation specific to Oregon and Washington because I think there's a, a different vibe about Notre Dame and and so. Um, do you think the Big Ten should eagerly scoop up programs like this, or do you think they're smart to say
2: eh, we're
0: going to take a second?
1: Uh, and let me ask because I don't know off the top of my head uh, are Washington and or or Washington might be Oregon. I'm less sure of members of the what is it the AA. U A yes. U C A A yes. C U
2: okay A yeah I, I don't know the acronym.
1: A uh, A U A A U okay uh which to the listener is this Association of American Universities or something It's the acad- high academic profile right There's a certain variable Yeah, research
0: oriented research
1: oriented academic rigor associated with the university and its research and academic profile uh. And that's a requirement to join the Big Ten unless you
2: are a a Nebraska because, I guess, fucking corn. Um, So, I I don't know. I mean, it's a good question.
1: I would say it's not in the Big Ten's interest to gobble up as much and as many teams as it can because it feels like we're doing that simply to be a foil against the SEC. I think there's still, and again, this is, we talked about this last week a little bit. I think that there's something in here about, leave something for someone else. I I, I think that the yeah. Big 12 still has a strong profile, especially if, I mean, I think UCLA and USC leaving is probably the death knell for the Pac-12. Um, I don't know that it is, but I certainly know that the Pac-12 is irrever- irrevocably different um, when its two flagships have left, right? Didn't
0: Um, you say uh, Oregon was, uh, Phil Knight was dialing for dollars? And
1: let's let's talk about it. Phil Knight hitting the phones. Fucking, how many billions has the shoe dog himself made? And here he is, hitting the phones to save his beloved Oregon. This, my friends, is the epitome of sadness. So, I mean, telemarketers, fandom,
0: which to be fair we do this for free for free (laughs) I, I just little money.
1: I mean, my God, but, but I mean, good for him. Super fan. Maybe we should all aspire to be Phil Knight. I don't know. What I know is if those programs are that desperate that they are calling in their big wigs to start calling athletic directors and boosters and saying, Hey, you heard about the ducks? No, not the mighty ducks. They are again, ducks. I don't know if that's what he sounds like. I imagine it is.
2: Very old timing. Operator, give me Klondike Five. Klondike Five?
0: I have so many questions. Uh, All right. Last, um, I think we need to say uh, a resounding, you're dead to me. Dead to me. Um, Dead to me. Colton Pouncy. Oh, beat writer. Okay, I want to I want to
1: com- redact my comment. I want to redact
0: my comment. Dead to me. Uh, Colton Founcy, uh beat writer for the Athletic, uh uh who covered Michigan State has He didn't oh, He didn't just
1: cover Michi- Michigan State. He cut his teeth covering Michigan State. Let's let's yeah. call it what it is.
0: And uh so he's dead to me. And I think the reason he's dead to me is uh because one of the things that, that Colton was really great at was understanding where the fan base was mentally, yes. Yes. and what what drove them, what energized them, what <clears throat> um, what coverage they craved, and and doing it in a way that was not sycophantic to right. to, to the program. right You know, like it, it was still really great reporting and really great storytelling. Yep. But he he felt like one of us with, so, you know, obviously not a fan, but like right. he felt like he was part of the community. Let me say it this way. I some of the best
1: takes on and I'm not kidding. I, this is going to sound caustic because I'm I'm about to say this. But some of the best like uh, I don't know about Max Christie guys came from Colton Pouncy, And yet with Colton, Hope Spring Eternal. And I think this is your point, Jones, at least this is what I'm reading into it, is what, there's a line between sycophant idolatry of a program and the ability to hold the tension between real concerns for a player and the hope that this game could be the game because you've seen the glimpse, you've seen the flash, you can you know where the, op, you know, the, the opportunity is, you can remain optimistic. Colton was able to hold those tensions together and he did it in a way that was incredibly compelling and he did it in a way that, certainly got this podcast to become happy subscribers to the athletic.
0: Um I will say that while I Can I personally, just Yeah. Oh just I, I just want to to tack onto that really quick and then I and then I'll send it back to you. Like Colton also got that recruiting was going to be a big deal under the new head coach for Michigan State. Right. That like that that was a going to be a big part of the culture of the program, right? And then you know he You know, and then he engaged well with fans. It became a running bit of like Colton, how tall is he? Because every time, you know, (laughs) Michigan State landed a new recruit, they were all much taller than anyone that Mark Mark D'Antonio would have accepted. (laughs) Uh, Like, it made it seem like Mark D'Antonio was uh, recruiting an entire class that was my size. (laughs) Uh, And in some cases, they were. Uh, Mark needed to
1: be the tallest guy in the room. And it just didn't work for him.
0: Big big alpha energy out of Mark. Uh, so anyway, I, I just um, I'll, I'll turn it back to you. But Colton is fully dead to me, and I say that with a smile. But also, you're dead to me. <laughs> Congratulations, I, Colton.
1: On behalf of the podcast, I would like to say, Colton ponce we I'm sure you're a confirmed uh, listener because you have taste, and why wouldn't you listen to us? Uh, We would love to have you on, want to have you on, would love to do a retrospective of the couple of years, few years, four years or so that you yes. covered Michigan State Spartans. And I'll tell you and I'll tell all of our listeners, there is no fan base in the motherfucking world that needs your blend of critique and optimism more than the Detroit Lions fan base. And so with that, we say to you, Godspeed. We will miss you on this beat, but
2: look forward to future success for the Lions and, of course, for you.
0: I do. I do hope that that Colton gets to again cover a program on the Ascendant. I, I will. I do not. Well, I don't. I don't well. care about the Lions. I don't <laughs> care about the Lions. Uh, but. It was the guy's dream to get back it. into
1: the NFL. So he's gotta start. I mean, you if you gotta if you gotta put yourself by the bootstraps, there's no fucking better team than the Lions. So give it sure. a couple years.
0: Yeah. Uh anyway, be well, Colton. Uh, and yes, uh, would yeah, would love to have Colton on the show. Um Alright, shall we do some Twitter questions? Oh, yeah, we better. All right, Twitter questions. First up, I put uh I put this one first because I didn't want to get uh uh, too drunchy before we talked about it all right uh so this comes from jd underscore jared actually you asked the question because i'm teed up to talk about this
2: oh well, that's good hi Jer. Hi buddy how you doing love you first up bad numbers mel taking on more responsibility lost a recent flip from
1: alabama to penn state is it time to talk about Harlan Barnett surviving on success under a Narduzzi defense and being an alum,
0: yeah, so I think we got to talk about Harlan Barnett, okay, uh because you can make a lot of excuses for it, but last year the uh the Pats defense was um bad, yeah, um. I think Harlan Barnett is most known for a defense that was um, uh, a two-star recruit out of Georgia who ended up being an NFL uh, pro bowler. Yeah. um, And, uh, well, two (laughs) NFL pro bowlers. Uh, So um, Harlan Barnett, uh, you know, then goes to Florida State. Uh, That does not work out at all. Uh, there is a recruit currently committed to LSU that apparently really wanted to commit to Michigan State and,
1: uh, there was a fumble, scissor lifts. Uh,
0: there was a fumble along the way and somehow his, uh, maybe he was told that his recruit wouldn't be accepted or his commitment wouldn't be accepted. Um, and they're pointing out on that. Well, well, no, no one is. Uh, but you know, Jalen Braxton. Uh, just decommits from MSU and then commits to Arkansas. Um, we are mm-hmm. missing out on other top targets. Okay. Um, and, you know, we've we, I don't want to say all of this at the expense of the, the folks that we do have committed currently and some of the in-state recruits that we pulled in last year that I'm really excited about. But I do think Jare Bear raises a really excellent point. The defense hasn't been great the right. thing that did sort of maintain consistency post narduzzi and uh and and under d'antonio was the run defense that's continued to maintain some excellence yeah um but the secondary the secondary has not and and we we've we've had some guys who've gone to the league Josiah yeah. scott went to the
2: league recently
0: yeah. um uh Shakespeare, uh, Shakur Brown, uh, also yeah. went to the league. Uh, you know, we, we've we had some guys, but like the secondary has not been fantastic for a while. Right. And the recruiting there has not been either. And I think I was chatting with uh, um, John Kirby from The Only Podcast about this, that I was sort of bemoaning this very topic. And... I was wondering how many of the guys that all got processed from the program, because you'll remember the spring game two years ago, we didn't have enough people in the secondary. Yeah. Like they were, they were all (laughs) sent out of the program. How many were left from when, uh, uh, Harlan Burnett was here before. Yeah. It's Xavier Tillman, not Tillman, sorry, Xavier Henderson and everyone else got processed.
2: Yeah. So like I
0: I think he's on the chopping block. Well, like and if you told me he got fired at the end of this year, I would not be surprised. be surprised by that.
1: Well, if he gets if he gets fired at the end of this year, it's going to be because we had another lackluster year and that would of course be justifiable. But
0: well, Mel Tucker could rightfully take credit for the coaching up that that is happening back there but if you told me he got fired because he can't recruit again, his best players ever yeah. were like a two-star and a three-star that got coached up. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I say that knowing that Harlan Burnett is a indeed uh, hashtag SD4L and, um, yeah. <laughs> and that Ponzi scheme, nope.
2: uh, but do it.
0: Do it <clears throat> Plum next question in the spirit of Moneyball. Who breaks out next season more, Hogard or Brooks? You know, I
1: have been consistently anti-A.J. Hogard, but I am pro-A.J. Hogard as of this moment, Monday, July 11th. Uh, it's, It's A.J. Hogard. Pierre Brooks still does not have the confidence in my opinion. Please, Alex Plum, be wrong. Be very wrong.
2: I can be right. For me, it's Hogard. And I'm going to tell you why it's Hogard. The it kind of has something to prove. I think, listen, Hogard has got to be able to come off.
1: He's got to be able to run the point. He has to step into some sort of leadership role that has been now vacated by everyone else who could play that position. Um, Well, with some exceptions. I, I guess what I'm saying is, Hogarth has a little bit of the experience now under his belt. He has continued to improve year over year. We continue to see improvement, especially, I thought, toward the end of last season. To the point now where this could very much be, an a- in my opinion, this could be an A.J. Hogarth team. We don't have the dead weight hanging out at the two any longer. <laughs> so, So he's got better distribution. Could it be Brooks? Absolutely. Should it be Pierre Brooks? Absolutely. When I look at Pierre Brooks' face, he doesn't have the the cut of a jib, the sort of I don't know killer instinct. The kill. I, he doesn't have enough of the angst, the anger, the yes, yes, yes. And Hogarth has right. it. Brooks seems too happy to me. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope you can be that self uh, satisfied and also tap into some inner angst that drives greatness. But Hogard seems, to, you see him. Hogard is the ephemeral lifting up the chin and making you stand tall. That seems to me to be Hogard who gets pissed at himself and, and pissed at his teammates. And that's what you need in the leader, especially playing the point.
0: Yeah. It, uh, it reminds me of uh, uh, something um, Tucker says, you're either coaching it or allowing it. Mm-hmm. Right. That like, if you don't confront something, you're either coaching it or allowing it. And so, Um, I, you know, I think as a freshman, Pierre Brooks, we saw a lot of, which I love, a lot of not afraid of the moment, right? right? Like for the, and he didn't play many minutes, but like, he never struck me as someone who's afraid to be out there, which you love that in a freshman. Do I think we expect a a jump, a leap from Pierre Brooks? No, absolutely. Oh, A, a jump? Sure. Okay. I, I expect improvement out of Pierre. Brooks. Well, improvement for sure. Uh I expect him to be a contributor next year. Which there was a whole online debate as to what a contributor meant, which uh one of the <laughs> dumbest <laughs> U of <laughs> M accounts uh that's out there, um, who's uh shares a name with an insect and um had about the same size role on the University of Michigan basketball team, um suggested that a contributor was someone who you expect to be in at winning time. And I'm like
2: is that really
0: how we're defining contributor? Not good. But that's 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 how we're defining it. Anyway, I expect Pure Books to be a contributor uh, next season. But to your point, AJ Hogard, it, you know, does Pure Books end up having that anger? That like I'm unsatisfied. I am pissed because I'm getting the minutes and we are not winning. Right. Yes. Eventually. Hopefully. Absolutely. Uh, but I, to your point, yes, this is this is uh, uh, AJ Hogard's team, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Plum, easy question for you. Bells or Georgios? I
2: don't, what? What the fuck is Bells? Who's even heard Wait, of you, Bells? Who's, it was it was on MAC. I know what it was. I'm kidding.
1: All right, but it's still Georgios. Right? Dollar slice. Dollar slice. Dollar slice at Bells. I don't know. I recall Georgios more than I recall Bells. I think it's the name.
0: See, I recall bells, and the reason is because I mean you're going to these places. You're not to be clear when you're not remembering much you at all. Don't
1: remember much at all. Yep.
0: But at bells, uh, above the ovens and on uh, and stacked on shelves was jiffy. Yes. Pizza yes. Crust mix. Yes. <laughs> that stuck out
1: to
2: me. They didn't care. They didn't need <laughs> to care. Giorgio's, as I recall was by the hamster cage.
1: Right?
0: Yes. But yeah, no, I was definitely more of a bells person.
1: Yeah, I definitely went to Georgia's. We stopped at Georgia's because we'd be coming back from Gunson.
0: Georgia's was better.
1: Well, to be, yeah. I,
0: I don't disagree.
1: Yeah. We but, would, we but bells, I think was cheaper. Gunson. Oh, oh, I'm sure it was cheaper. We always went out on Gunson and Georgia's was on the way home. Back the case from Gunson. So,
0: yeah. All right. Next. Nate C. Uh, Hi, Nate. Hi. Hi. You're in a committed relationship. <laughs> all right. Playing the carrier classic on the USS Midway changes a lot. Midway, all caps. Changes <laughs> a lot of concerns I had for the game. Oh. Primarily of which sailors won't be voluntold to help. He did not. So like what other that. issues? So what other issues do you have now? The only one I can really think of is a tick is the ticket prices. And and
1: and I imagine that what
0: Nate is saying is that the ticket prices could
1: be
2: prohibitive for the sailors. In my opinion, and I think I echo Midway's midway is a a museum at this point. Oh okay. Cool. Yeah.
1: Uh but docked I imagine like like fused to some seawall somewhere.
0: Still So I have concerns about the structural integrity.
1: (laughs) Still Um, still nominally in water, but only nominally. I, I I think I echo one cool Nate's Desire, which is for, if we're going to do this on an aircraft carrier or some navy vessel, we are here to honor the individuals who serve this country. Like a submarine, that would actually be great. <laughs> that would be Including very cool. Including curvature, <laughs> I want curvature. <laughs>
0: yes. I
1: want and I need. You're, you're a big fan. You're curvature. a big fan of curvature. I. <laughs> I want to see Pat Driscoll call a technical foul as he falls off the curvature into some large uh, marine body of water. But the point remains: I think we still want to be able to see the individuals that serve on the vessel being able to not just afford, but they really should be receiving gratis uh, entry to the event.
0: Co-sign on that. Uh, I I do think the the concerns remain about like I think the due point has to be like. Within a very specific range for the court to be safe, um, the uh, but otherwise, yeah, I would I would tend to agree that if we're doing this on a museum carrier, that's great. I co-sign Nate on on folks not being voluntold, uh, but if we're gonna put on this charade, uh, the piece of information I don't have, and, and Nate likely is more plugged in on this, uh, with his literal experience on carriers, um, that we, we would hope that, that this, the current service members are given, like, do you want to go to this? Here is your free ticket. Like, that's, that's what I would aspire to, particularly on Veterans Day, um, that that would be something that they could, they could partake in.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Next up is McCammer Legos, which I think Greg put the wrong name in. It was like McCammer Lefos or something. I think you made fun of it specifically, Plum.
1: Kevin, Um, I just (laughs) like if you don't want to be part of the podcast anymore, you don't have to subvert us. I mean, I think that's I think that's what we're trying to say.
0: Yeah, just quit already. But but, keep keep editing.
1: But but, but, my God. But
2: oh,
0: you have to ask this question.
2: You have to ask those All right.
0: Yes. 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 Uh, McHammer Legos asks: The typical triathlon <laughs> is swimming, running, biking. Name the three events you could think you think you could beat Max Christie. <laughs> this is absolutely for you. Uh, now, if I had to guess, running is the answer you would provide. It is yeah. Running is for sure what I
1: could beat him in. It, uh, long distance running. With his height and size, he probably could beat me in sprinting. I'm just guessing based on his youth and length also the fact that he weighs live 124 pounds it certainly didn't weigh enough even to play division with collegiate basketball shame <laughs> but good good anyway on him uh, maybe biking maybe, maybe biking, rotations in with your shorter legs if for no reason that i would steer him into the fans on the cobbles at the tour de france so that he would fall and break some important number of bones and clavicles uh, but but swimming, swimming, you're
0: convinced he wins.
1: Convinced. I didn't even have to suggest it. I wouldn't get into the water with him unless I was jumping on top of him to drown him. Which, let's be clear, Max, don't get in a pool with me. I'm not saying it won't happen. You son of a bitch. But thank you, McHamlet, uh, I goes. That was fun. I will do that every time. Now, because he is my favorite Twitter questioner, yes, I said it out loud, but I've held this view for a long time. Mark D. Mamark! Ah, you son of a bitch! Chapter one.
0: This Who still tweet- has not given us uh, I think a five-star review. Doesn't need to. Yes, you do, you
3: son of a bitch.
1: This week's Twitter questions from Mark D. Mamark. Mark's first question can be found in Appendix A.
3: For a follow-up question, please say Appendix B.
1: This is what I love about Mark D. Mamark is he doesn't give a fuck and he
2: tells
0: other Twitter oh, questioners. Wait, wait. Wait till you get to the bottom of it, because okay. uh, this is him troll. This is him being an asshole specifically to me. Oh, oh to you? I thought it was totally to uh, to another
1: uh, avid uh, Twitter questioner who likes to number her Twitter questions. Anyway, Appendix A. This is my first and only year of my master's program at Michigan State. What lesser known spots or activities should be on my bucket list for my victory lap year at MSU? f lot. <laughs> F what for fucking tailgating what are you a dumbass
0: yeah. uh, honestly you would tailgated f-lot oh
1: tailgated f-lot mark d take your trumpet uh, what is he saxophone what is he trumpet saxophone mm,
0: sax, sax.
1: Yeah, Saxophone. saxophone um
0: so i think they closed the bowling alleys did they not i think they did uh, yeah that's hey
1: a i'm gonna tell you right now if you can do it get I don't even know if he's still the custodian at the, he can't be, this was far too long ago. If you can find a man named James, he was the lead custodian at Dem Hall. He has the master key set to Dem Hall,
2: and he can take you into places you didn't know existed.
0: I need to hear more about this afterwards. Uh Mark, uh Mark T, I would also recommend playing a game of asbestos hunting. Uh if you <laughs> <laughs> if you travel uh well, certainly Saul. in South South know. Quad, the, the basements of South Quad. <laughs> it is it is a fun game of uh nuclear bomb shelters and but there's also asbestos in here, choose your cancer slash immediate death. <laughs> um the, uh, man, I'm trying to think of if there's anywhere else that is a lesser known. That... You know,
1: I, so one of the times I was up there recently, uh, I had a soccer game that I was refereeing. I was only the fourth, this was, so this was a year or so ago. I was the fourth official, which, you know, the fourth official doesn't do shit, just handles the substitutions. And I decided to go on a long run on campus because I hadn't been on campus. So I ran a, a dill like a six miler across campus and across on on uh the red cedar, but closer to Shaw Hall. There was like a forest by Shaw by Holmes where Lyman Briggs is. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Area. If you've not been
2: in there and like explored that area, that was that was beautiful jogging. Uh, and then um, you know what? I'm
0: going to give a shout out to Delta Arms.
2: Delta- on Delta Street.
0: Oh. <laughs> if you have not been to that DET property on Delta Street, oh that is God. indeed where Greg and I lived. lived. Uh, just s- second floor. Uh, you're facing the building on the left-hand side. First building on the left. Still hasn't been First vacuumed. Room. Go there. Yeah, just, just go in your and invite yourself in uh a friend of ours once took a piss in the sink it was
1: uh it wasn't me but it could have been
0: no it was phil clark i it's know a who great was. story i like how you okay. use his
1: last name yeah it's, he's
0: he's like me he's a two-name guy two-name, he's a guy.
1: two-name guy two-name guy all
0: right uh appendix b the next question. appendix
1: yeah. b appendix bravo for those of us mm who like that kind of shit. How does the pod plan to address the scourge of format chicanery that has been on the rise in these Twitter questions? So
0: this is Mark. He, the number of returns uh-huh. that he put into his... So I have to copy each line. Oh. Otherwise it... The formatting's all... Mark, up. let me just tell you that Um, I know that that master's programs only give A's and B's. But if you format things the way that you formatted these, uh, these Twitter questions, be prepared for that B buddy. Be prepared. (laughs) Uh, But also congratulations. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, Let us know where you're getting your master's in. We're very excited for you. Uh, Next up, Thomas Zambiasi asks, MSU decided to add a new trophy game. Who is it with, and what do they play for? And you cannot y- name USC. The Trojan War is too easy. It's not easy. It, in fact, it's not easy enough. So, uh,
2: I don't know. What the who,
0: who else place. would you want a trophy with?
2: UCLA. What would it be? Cool kids trophy. Would it be a, a, a bowl of roses? I do feel like USC is the better roses trophy. I don't know
1: than UCLA.
0: Well, but UCLA literally plays in the Rose Bowl. Oh, they do? Yeah.
1: Well then I guess it has to be the UCLA. UCLA. The UCLA.
0: The UCLA. UCLA.
1: Oh, can I say that? Am I gonna the be sued? UCLA. UCLA. Have they not they the UCLA? Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: You're right! Uh, oh wow. Uh, Oh no. Alright, next up from Thomas Zambiasi. How long might super conferences last and what'll cause the next realignment?
2: Uh you know, I think oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm actually pausing on that one. I mean
1: <laughs> What are we now at? We're at what are we're already at 14? With these two at we're at sixteen,
2: right? What's mm-hmm. the what's the SEC at right now? Fourteen? Is it right behind us? I think it's with Texas and Oklahoma? Let me look. I think they're close. So, you know, I mean, that's a pretty big,
1: uh, nominally, I mean, Big 12, the Big 12 picks up. Uh, They'll be at 16. They'll be at 16 as well. So if the Big 12 picks up, and the Big 12 isn't at 12, are they? I shouldn't be asking all these questions. This is terrible. They're at 10. Fuck. So, I mean, they need to pick up six schools to have some level of parity, assuming Phil Knight is successful at his one job this month which uh, is calling boosters, yeah, they're at 11. I don't know. You know, I mean, but maybe, can you have three super conferences? I guess. Um, What will cause the next realignment? Nothing. Uh, unless...
0: Money. It's money. 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 It's always money,
1: or it's antitrust, but can you have antitrust when it's three conferences? Probably not.
0: They're, they're literally being anti-competitive.
1: That's how it works. Money.
0: Like... They are literally trying to, but I mean, anti-competitive is, uh, uh, they're being uber competitive to create a state of anti-competitive. It's what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the messed up thing about competition laws, right, let's do an aside very quickly, is that the whole premise of competition is to win. Correct. And if you have a winner, then you are no longer competitive. Also correct. So, I just, this is all stupid. This is all stupid. <laughs> As an aside, uh, Alston payments are beginning to kick in, which means that I think, depending on the conference that you play in, or, or specifically where your school is, you can make up to $15,000 a year in cash um, from your school. Oh. Which, I mean, that's not nothing.
2: That's, that's not nothing.
0: That includes cost of attendance payments, but. Um, sure. Anyway uh all right uh last up from thomas zambiasi melting moments or dairy store for ice cream cookie sandwiches
2: it's thomas thomas you ignorant fool you need to go back two or
1: three seasons and you need to listen to every single one of the episodes and you need to listen to those where i extol the virtues of the dairy stores ice cream sandwiches and I impugn the integrity of melting moments, both as a corporation and
2: as a dessert.
0: Now, Plum. To be clear, you would change your mind if they they sponsored the show. Well, I mean,
1: I'm not above money, Mike Jones. <laughs> or, is anyone?
0: Frankly, if they provided melting Moments sandwiches,
1: frankly, I drink, I eat, drink one. Fuck, I I eat one on every show. And to be fair. I consumed a Melting Moments, and
2: happily, when we went to watch uh, uh, the S- Michigan State play... Uh, who did we see them? Someone play? non-conference, <laughs> and
1: it
0: was a good football game that we enjoyed, despite Kevin Gregg's yeah, was- best efforts, that piece of shit. And uh, we- Kenneth Walker played, like, two seconds of that game? Um, he scored a
1: touchdown. I hope.
0: Yeah, God, he was amazing. What an amazing, amazing guy. All right, so How that's it for you is it to know that we're not ever going to see another Kenneth Walker. Let's not Red
1: talk Bull. about it. We've drank too much Red Bull or Fireball, whatever the fuck, to be able to care. Thomas, listen to the old episodes leave us a five star. Spartan eighteen seven seven zero up next. Mikey, when will college athletes be allowed to hire agents?
0: Uh, well, in basketball, in some capacities, they already are. The thing I would advocate for is, yes. and, and also actually all athletes are able to hire agents specifically to uh, name, image, and likeness. So they, they can't hire people to, to negotiate those deals on their behalf. Um, and that's a really great step in the right direction uh sure. i think they would need to be compensated specifically from the universities which then gets into a very very like we're in seismic shifts that is a massive seismic shift um i'm pretty sure it says fuck michigan uh the uh Plum is googling your mandarin spartan 18770. uh but the um the thing i will give one piece of credit to jim harbaugh hmm. Because you know what? Even a blind squirrel finds enough. <laughs> nut. But uh, Harbaugh authored a piece a while back. I forget where. It was not the National Review where he normally was advocating against women. Uh, but uh, somewhere else that he suggested that uh, essentially football players should be able to enjoy the same benefits that basketball players are. Just say that they can participate in the combine. They, uh, you know, they can withdraw from the draft and come back to their team. They should be able to hire, you know, NCAA sanctioned agents uh, for that process. And I tend to agree that that is a meaningful step in the right direction uh, for for college athletes, at least on the football side. Um,
2: What's next, Plum? When you interview Graham Gouch. Will you ask him about his love of Garubi
1: Donuts and his hatred for temperatures above 80 degrees?
0: <sighs> Spartan 1870, The things that Graham is going to have to answer for are innumerable. Uh,
2: uh, we, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but uh, Graham is annoyingly kind
0: and gracious. <laughs> And overall presents himself as a much nicer human being than his takes are. And so, uh, so uh,
1: this is the thing that you have to understand dear listener is that I get to be the drunk raving asshole on this podcast because Mike Jones, while he likes to play like he is like this, he actually has a very big heart too big. In fact, it might need to be a medical condition. He may need I'm help. an opposite Grinch. He needs help. He needs a medical intervention to have his heart shortened. Smallland? I don't know. It's irrelevant. Small-end. Anyway. Smalllandist. He's going to struggle to give Graham Couch the business that he so rightly deserves. Now, I have not had Groovy Donuts, or if I have had Groovy Donuts, I don't recall them, which is to say they must not have been that
2: impressive. They're no. Not-
0: I've. I've... I've heard on from reliable sources, Groovy Donuts, you would they suck? No. No, they're fantastic.
2: Oh,
1: they're good. So they're not like a lot of Coffee. Got it. All right, that's fine. Didn't <laughs> know how to com- didn't know how to compare Groovy Donuts to one of our recent sponsors, but now I do. Should I just move us really quickly into the next Twitter question so that it's no, no no keep, going. Why, keep going. Why not? Why
0: not? Keep going. Why not? Why not? Anyway, uh we will ask Graham about plenty of things. I I, I don't know that uh, his love of, of, of donuts, which I think is relatable. Sure. Uh, and, uh, his hatred for temperatures above 80, because I think depending on the humidity, I may or may not co-sign with some. of uh, that.
1: Um, and if you live in Michigan and you don't like 85, temperatures. Above 85. 80, fine. I'll give you the upper bound, but I'm just saying, if you live in Michigan, you got to appreciate the eighties because of what we get when it isn't the eighties. You can always jump in a mm-hmm. lake.
0: All yeah, right. I, I, I co-sign.
1: Last up right. or second to last up from Spartan 18770, am I a jerk for not accepting friend requests by coworkers on social media?
0: So no, I think is the answer because right. I let it slip accidentally that I do this podcast on a call. Oh. Yeah. Let me tell and, you. And 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 the, the the one so I have a coworker who's a Spartan, but like not a um like, she was in the Izone, but, like, doesn't follow still. And somehow, within two minutes of letting it slip, because the natural follow-up is, what's it called? And I'm like, fuck. And you can't be like, I'm not telling you. Yeah, it, uh... uh and so, 24. You, you, you may recall that we did an episode that was titled Extremely Explicit. <laughs>
2: uh, and that's what she listened to. You know why? Because it
1: was a great title. It was a great title, and that was what she wanted to
2: hear. Good for her. And if you're anyway, still listening, no. dear coworker, fuck it. Fuck it all. Uh,
0: but no, I... Uh, I. There are many coworkers I have, including the one I mentioned, that I would happily be f- literal friends with. but right. Not on social media. That well, no, no, I mean, if we were actually friends, right? Uh, oh, and it's not that we're not, but like we don't live close to each other and all that other good stuff, but sure. the uh but i I don't think you're a jerk for saying that there's a line of demarcation between uh, we're friendly coworkers, amicable coworkers, good time coworkers, but still just co-workers. Like, I I think that's an acceptable dividing line. What do you think, Blum?
1: No, no, That's the appropriate dividing line, I think. And I I think we just have to be able to acknowledge that and name it and uh, be okay with it. I mean, some of us say that, you know, on a Sunday, Monday, Saturday, whatever the hell night we record, it seems appropriate. Uh, A little fireball. You got a little uh, little, uh, uh, Modelo negro, You just had a nice night. You got a little loose in the tongue.
2: Matt Christie had a bad week which was every fucking week. You get a little yeah.
1: bit hot about it. You don't want to have to defend yourself to someone that you respect at work. So,
0: <laughs> eh. So, we're going to add this to our LinkedIn profiles tomorrow? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, uh, did you translate, am I right, on the, uh, on the translation?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, he might not have been as successful in Spanish, but if he tried his hat at Mandarin, Mike Jones <laughs> would have
2: been a fucking savant. Well done, you.
0: All right. Next up, Joe Ashworth. Recruiting in Ann Arbor has been slow to say the least. How bad do you think it hurts that on the same day they lost out to Dante, lost out on Dante Moore? Tuck secured his highest commit at MSU to date by Job. And another oh. four-star lineman. Bonus name, or bonus, how great a name is by Job? Well, you already took credit for that, my friend. Uh, uh I can i as a quick aside uh
2: i was like did they do this on purpose
0: because in my mind by jove ah very good was by jove and i was like "Mm, this is this is a thing here but then i i was curious what is by jove well i mean and it's jupiter by jupiter By by jove i think he's got it Huh. by jupiter by jupiter anyway and that's, that's the, Jove. that's the etymology that's the
1: etymology well i wouldn't read too much into it i know i don't know what if if it's wolof or what they what by and jove if they have meanings and wolof if, if it's wolof in senegal I, there are multiple languages spoken across the um senegalese diaspora both here and in senegal so it's hard to say exactly what it could mean and there's probably not reason to speculate but it is a great name. It is a very good name. The one critique I would have of Joe Ashworth's question is that he simply refers to Cole Dellinger as "quote another four-star lineman." End quote. Come on, the kid out of Clerks well, I mean, deserves a name drop. Sure, Cole Dellinger, not nearly as sexy as by Joe.
0: Shh. It's, a, it's in a positive. Cole Dellinger, comma, comma uh, another four-star, another line. four-star. lineman. Yeah,
1: you, you you throw in the parenthetical. Listen, sure. Should we hold it against him that his older brother Garrett decided to risk his life with a confirmed murderer?
2: Absolutely,
1: we should indict the family for this decision. But, but we still should give him the benefit of the doubt and name him. I hope
0: recruits don't actually listen to this podcast. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure Uh... they don't. Um, The anyway, uh, I do think it hurts um, because uh, currently they're tracking how many pictures of uh, Mel Tucker are on the Internet, um, which is very normal behavior on the behalf of uh, U of
1: M fans. Very, Um, very, very, very
0: much. I was told that uh, that that they they passed on CJ Carr, that he was a uh, they they cooled on him because they were high on Dante Moore, despite the fact that they were in different classes Did you Um, say
1: Dante Moore or Dinty Moore, as in this soup? Because I would be quite confident that Jim Harbaugh wouldn't know the difference. (laughs) Next up from Joe Ashworth. For you, Michael Jones, Max Christie's rebounding. Ha! And Marcus Bingham's fouls have been the most production we've seen out of former Spartans in Summer League. That's actually true about Max. Son of a bitch. Please rank the following... Well, not anymore. Well, please rank the following five names in order of minutes played in the 2022-23 NBA season. Max Christie,
2: Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, Gabe Henry, or our boy, Cassius Winston.
0: Yeah, so uh, Cassius Winston ended up having, since this question was asked, a fantastic evening. Uh, The answer is... I'm not going to rank all of them. Well, I'm not going to rank all of them. Max Christie is the leader uh, because LeBron James has robbed the Lakers organization, and so um, Max is likely to get the most minutes. I maintain that Cassius Winston should get all of the minutes and should be on Team USA. If
1: there is a god, Max Christie will have a...
0: That's a, clergy, that. that's, a that. that's, that. that's a clergyman. That's a clergyman saying it. I didn't finish it. That's a clergyman saying it. I
1: didn't finish the sentence. If there's a god, Cassius Winston will play all of the minutes. For Team USA? All. If Team USA 60 minutes, all of the minutes, every minute, give him the God darn minutes. Oh, all gosh.
0: right. Uh, next up, John Hubbard. Demata... Pico's son recently visited MSU as a possible recruit. How does that make you feel? Old. Yeah, very. De Pico, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's,
2: uh, yikes. His oh. son. Yeah. He, was only he must have had him very, um, in college. He's only two years older than we are. A year, even. Yeah. He must have had him. Yikes. <laughs> Young, good for him.
0: Mm, yeah, uh, is there anything about, about which Alex Plum is hinged? Uh, no. are you on the hinge, ah, very,
1: very offensive. Mm. Um, but no, no, listen, I want you if you don't, if listeners, if you've not yet heard of the Enneagram, look it up. You've heard of Myers Briggs personality inventories, yada yada yada. Look up the Enneagram E N N E A g-r-a-m i am an eight on the enneagram it will tell you
2: everything you need to know about me
1: and particularly why i am i am as unhinged as i am say more i won't i'll say less last up from john hubbard for you michael jones you're offered one million dollars to replace your co-horse your co-horses my god horse yeah your Jarrett horse but you have to pick between a team of dan dackage paul feinbaum
0: or Alex Jones and Joe Rogan, which pair would you choose? This is not particularly complicated. It's not. It should be. It, it John, unfortunately, you've introduced a thing that is uh, so low stakes. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. But it is <laughs> it is Dan Dokic and Paul Feinbaum. Uh, uh, the one thing that Alex Jones and Joe Rogan have in common for certain is their love of Invermectin. Um <laughs> and and uh you know, uh Joe Rogan passes uh uh off I'm just asking questions better than than many scam artists. but, God, what a piece of uh, shit. At least Dan Dockage in a way owns that he's uh a piece of shit. Uh and by Paul, Paul Feinbaum is uh knows knows who he is. Yeah. Uh next up, always thinking eighteen thirty five. What's the best fair food, Alex Plum? Uh elephant ears. Gotta be elephant ear Yeah, that's 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 so obvious. Carmel. caramel. What's the best food at Costco? <laughs> it's gotta be the footlong hot dog. Mm. Uh, oh. What cryptid, if any, do you think might possibly be real? I had to look this up. I did not. I don't, I don't know, know what that, that means. means. I don't cryptid. know what this means. Yeah, what does it mean? Uh, it means uh, uh, an animal that is unconfirmed by the scientific community and actually uh, not believed by the scientific community. Oh. But that some suggest is real. I believe this is specifically Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot and uh, the Loch Ness. Uh, um, I'm sure there's others. I mean, Loch Ness <laughs> definitely
1: exists. It, not in the way it's pictorially represented, but for sure. There are insanely large fish under the water. I mean, people catch them every once in a while. So there's
2: there's no doubt that there is some sort of, or was some sort of, obscenely large um, fish in uh in whatever part of Scotland. uh
0: I, I frankly all of these were um were featured on the history channel and the discovery channel so I, I choose to believe that they are verified by science and that they're real so great i'm not familiar with this term cryptid because they it's it's not a thing but too
1: cryptic even last up from always thinking thirty five for you mike jones as conferences are expanding like dying stars <laughs> jesus is there a point where they there. will get too big and collapse in on themselves How many schools do you think this quote super conferences end quote will collect before they stop, or are they just playing Pokemon at this point?
2: Gotta catch them all.
0: Uh, Pokemon go to the polls. Uh, uh, The I think the answer is probably twenty. I think it's unwieldy after that. So that's my that's the answer, and I'm sticking to it. All right,
1: great. Maybe
0: 22. Maybe 22.
1: All right, next He's... up, Dan Hellpepper recently visit, visited a scenic overlook that was a rock in the <laughs> woods. The most disappointing destination you've ever gone to. Dan, we have uh, to know, where was that?
0: Plum, you were telling me before we started recording, we were talking about this question, and you mentioned that the, that MLK's... Uh, uh, monument was seriously disappointing to you and, and un- uninspiring.
1: <laughs> what's
0: upsetting say of, more about that? What's
1: upsetting about this is that it is both untrue and I've actually been to his childhood home in Atlanta and it still maintained its sort of a uh, historic uh,
2: architectural and you, and, uh, and you said what about it? Uh, I said that I would
0: love to say more.
2: Nope. I love it. More. I loved it. You're making me feel like
1: I actually said something that I didn't say. I'm just stumbling <laughs> over my word unnecessarily, unnecessarily. Dan Hellbubber, just tell us, just tell us where you were. Where was this rock in the woods? <laughs> was it the, uh, was it the mystery spot in St. Agnes? If you went to the mystery spot in St. Agnes, I think we all deserve to know about it.
0: Uh, but, uh, this most disappointing destination, uh, that I've ever been to, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll name a DC one. Yeah. I think the Washington Monument is stupid. It
1: is stupid. You know why? Cause you can see it from the Delta jets that fly into DCA. That's all. That's all. If you've seen it from there, you've seen it from everywhere. Fuck off Washington Monument.
0: Oh, look at the two tones. They stopped construction during the Civil War. Oh, cool. Oh, There's like we,
1: two red lights blinking out of the top of it. That seems historic.
0: We, uh, we, yeah, we're, we're celebrating a, a, a line because we fought over whether you can own another human being. That sounds cool. All right. <laughs> Next up, Dan pepper. After taking a few weeks off to consider carefully how to be a better high at Plum's insistence, <laughs> I've decided to again ask if you can always have the air horns. <laughs>
2: He can. He can and he must.
0: Uh, Last up from Dan Pepper Plum. Oldest book you've ever read? Uh, By the date it was written, not date it was printed. I'm going
2: to exclude the
1: Bible. Uh, Why?
0: Why would you do that? I think
1: it's got to be Wuthering Heights. No, it's got to be Dante's Inferno. Ooh.
2: It's got to be Dante's. Right
1: where you're just out. Written in. Oh yeah, fourteenth century. Oh well, when was wait? We read uh, Plato's Republic. When was that? Like we're like type furiously typing in the background. Uh, okay, that's it. It's the Republic. It's Plato's Republic. I uh, if you're taking the Bible out, what, when was that? When was that written? Three seventy-five BC. Well, yeah, yeah. Socratic dialogue, authored by Plato, around three seventy-five BC. And BCE is AD, right? No, no. No, CE is
0: AD. BCE would still be BC. So
1: 375
0: is... Okay, so 350 BCE would be older than 375. younger. I'm sorry, younger. Younger, yes, yes, yes. So 375 is still the oldest. Because I was like,
1: "Uh, the politics by Aristotle? Uh, Um, No, because Aristotle was a disciple of Plato, right?
0: Well, that's why I was confused. I was like, Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. uh, uh, Plato. It's got to be Plato, the Republic.
1: Republic. All right. Wow, yeah, I came up good. with I cannot believe I came up with that out of the last second.
0: But the Bible is the No,
1: is, still No,
0: still it, Well, Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament scriptures. Uh, but no, by published date. Oh. Or oh written. Written. Written, written not when written. was that the Pentateuch? When was when was Alright, no one cares no about one cares. this. Alright. No one cares. Next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. We're gonna I'm gonna slow read this. You got it? Yeah, 6th and 5th century,
2: so a little bit older.
0: A few hundred All times. right, Mr. Neurotic Pants, why do you as men and podcasters exist? Uh, ergo, uh, cogito ergo sum. That's it. That's it,
1: Mr. Neurotic Baggins. Cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore, I am. And if you are a Spartan and you think, then you must podcast
2: or listen to podcasts.
0: And what are three white men supposed to do other than podcast? Yes. Let's be honest. True. Also true. Uh, next up from Mr. Reney Pants is announcing your post Oh, Jesus. And then tagging your lover on Twitter, a oh, power move for alphas. No. Because I just yeah. read a tweet where a husband tagged his wife. Postcoital post un. seems,
1: unne- it just seems unnecessary.
0: Well, you know, it, it, I appreciated it. Kevin Grek, if he was here, he would have read that, but he would not say fuck.
1: Hmm. The difference is that Kevin Gregg was never pre-coital, so that's really, really the difference. Oh boy, the audience
0: that we have yep. is thrilled Oh that. fuck, God, you better time stamp that. <laughs> Next up! <laughs> this week in Spartan Nation, Eaton County sheriffs arrest Danton Cole after he's found stealing pop can soda cans from a dumpster. Mel Tucker, to take over Stanley's role in Marvel cameos, and <laughs> attention starved Tom Izzo takes a job as a Walmart greeter in East Town Town Center. Lats for governor.
1: Hold on. Is there actually a Walmart at the Eastwood Town Center?
0: You're asking me like I would be the answer to that. I feel
1: like there might be one contiguous to the Eastwood Town Center, but I don't know that we would actually call it at Eastwood Town Center. Eastwood Town Center has sort of a, feel to it that seems to be non walmart as it were. Oh, okay. Well I guess that's all we needed to hear from Mike Jones in the background. Clankity fucking clank clank
0: guy. Next up, Mama Maple Leaf. Negative nine. This is what you got. That's why I made that comment about poist coital precoidal. Poist poised. Poist. is is that a moist? Anyway, next up <laughs> now that Elon Musk Reportedly, is reneging on the Twitter buyout. Who do you want to see running the commu- communication lifeline to your fans? Mel Tucker, Tom Izzo, or Matt Ishbia?
1: Well, it's got to be Matt Ishbia only because of the age factor. And yes, I'm going to be ageist in here. It's got to
0: be Matt Ishbia. Uh, I mean, Mel Tucker seems to have a better handle on Twitter than Matt Ishbia, who simply pays well, athletes to Mel to Tucker's not out doing shit robot tweets. Well, I, I trust Mel Tucker to buy someone to, to do Twitter. Uh, first,
2: okay, then. I'll give you that.
0: Because uh, Matt Ishbia, again, has paid student-athletes to, to simultaneously tweet out the exact same thing about UWM. Oh, my gosh, Paul, you were having a night. All right. Uh, negative eight. In order to garner more listeners, the podcast uh, has decided to create a fantasy Twitter questioners league. Each host or co-host slash guest. Boo! That's, that's for Greg. <laughs> that's for Greg. Uh, may select three players from your avid fans for their team. We don't have fans. We have friends. We have friends. Uh, which, which can't read, can't write, listen, questioners, we select for scoring during next week's podcast. I think this is an interesting idea. We are uh, mysteriously without uh, a guest listener. And yeah, that's true. I think, I, I think we would need to have folks opt in to said competition. This is interesting, um, but
2: uh, because no one wants to be picked last.
0: True, true. Let's have let's have the production meeting on air. Yeah. Next up, negative seven. Anyone seeing stars lately? MSU lands a four star this week. Two four stars, mom, maybe, please. And everyone's gaga, but Kenneth Walker III was a three-star. I think he was a two-star. And, well, you know the rest is history. Why waste so much time on ranking potential? That's a fair question. Uh, I disagree. Oh. Mama Maple Leaf, go ahead and look at the recruiting classes for Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma,
2: Go look at him. Well, and to but, sure. but to her point, high three, low four. What's the difference, really?
0: You know, Kenneth Walker only had one Power Five offer. He was a. I, I mean, this is like West Dinard stuff, right? Like this is a. We found a, a well Vanderbilt found, and then we got him out of the transfer portal. Someone who was unheralded, yeah, out of high school, but like. Yes, you can find these stories, but you look at championship programs, and they are stacked Stacked with fives. Yeah, for sure, fours and fives on fours and fives, and that's and so we're not wasting time. It is it is about an aggregation of these people, and so yeah, is there going to be a guy like Ken Walker? Yeah, yes, and and like to be clear, he might be my favorite Spartan football player ever. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's but fair. But, you know, I I can't pretend like I don't want all the four and five stars. Uh, all right, next up, Upper Duck Jerk Guy. What is your highest level of organized athletic competition? The World Cup. Is this a joke? There is.
2: You, you, play, you, no, you played in the World Cup? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to. You, you don't have to appreciate soccer, but you don't and have never. To still appreciate the World Cup, though. Do you not watch the World Cup when it's on? Every four I years? Don't. It's only every
1: four years, you idiot savant. The thing is, that's what makes it so great.
2: These are teams, the is best it... players of countries. They could, every... Can I tell you something else, no. though? Nice.
0: Oh, I don't watch the Olympics. <laughs> And that's your World Cup, but with more sports. Yeah,
1: it, ish. You know, this is true in no, soccer. No, that's no, no, what it is. no, it's not. And I'll tell you why. For soccer specifically, in the Olympics, only under twenty-one teams may compete. In other words, to be to represent your country in the Olympics in soccer, you can't be older
2: than twenty-one.
0: Yeah. I, I, again, I don't care about soccer, but <sighs> but my point is is that it's it's a worldwide competition in sport. And I, I I don't really watch those either. All right.
1: Well then how would you answer this question, you shit? Uh
0: well I, I get this as an impression of what did you compete in?
1: But what is your highest level of organized athletic competition?
2: Mine was the and my fl- answer is mine was the Flint Junior Golf League. The Flint Junior Golf
0: League. Mine was J V baseball. Okay. And JV. No, versus vars- varsity hockey.
2: Oh, first, Yeah, I,
1: played, I did play varsity soccer, not well.
0: But all right, next yeah, up from I hated it.
1: Upper deck jerk guy. What would you take? Well, I'm sorry. Would you take a Serena Williams served the jewels in exchange for a hundred thousand dollar donation to your favorite charity?
0: Absolutely not. no. Absolutely not. And I, w- to be clear, I wouldn't do that for a hundred thousand. 000- no. Well, yeah, I would. I would make it after make I bought it, this it, house. Made enough. Yeah. Make it enough to get rid of the student loans, and then and then we'll talk. Yeah. But for me, I don't care about charity. For me,
2: <laughs> it's so true.
0: Yeah.
1: Good for you, though. Good for you, though, a protector guy. Finally,
0: uh, now, yeah. this is
1: for you because this is really this is really your baby, Mike. Nah. How long are you going to do this?
0: <laughs> Let me tell you a story about yesterday, a protector guy. <laughs> So we're set to record at eight p.m., and Alex texts me at.
1: It was in the six? morning. It was in the morning.
0: No,
2: it was. You called me. No, was it? This was like what was it? Two hours before we set. It record. was longer than that. Maybe
0: three. Anyway. It was. Yeah, it was uh, five o'clock.
2: It was five o'clock at night. It was three hours. Uh, <laughs> So, so Greg had
0: already told us that he could not make the podcast. And then Alex texts me to say that he can't do the podcast. And I was prepared to do this. Solo. Alone. <laughs> he was ready to do it solo. Uh, no, hold on. Let me answer
2: this. If you've ever bought a house, dear listener, particularly a fixer-upper. And a fixer-upper for you is a generous term. Mm-hmm
1: like it is for me and my partner, then you may appreciate that certain discoveries will just send you over the edge. And at five o'clock yesterday, I wasn't just dangling my toe over the edge. I was head, head first. So Michael Jones did in fact reply to me and this summer's favorite listener guest, Kevin Grooge. I was prepared to go alone.
0: But I will say this. Uh, when this stops being consistently fun is probably when it'll stop. Uh, and so that, at varying points, who knows, some, some folks may say it's, it's not fun any longer for them. Um, though Kevin Grek will have to edit this for the rest of his life. Um, but uh, I've never thought about quitting. I, there have been stretches where I was like, I'm not really having fun right now. Yeah. But I've never thought about quitting. So we'll see.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, forever. The answer so uh or at least until you die and then we'll have one podcast afterwards where we celebrate your life your life uh all right next up mike jones plot twist you get to ask me a question what you got all right what Uh, i got one for him already
2: what flint establishment is your favorite go-to for food
0: and for drink he doesn't drink uh follow up when are my co hosts going to get their bottle of drink uh, for future uh, Mike Jones uh, beverage sponsored episodes? Yeah, I had to go buy my own fireball today, Mike Jones. How very yeah. dare you! And, and by the way, I'm drinking the Rebel Stoke, which is a Mike Jones provided yes. beverage. Yes, it is. The Hot Box, which I co sign on. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Next uh, up. Yes. From Senor
1: Jones. The National Cherry Festival in Trevor City just ended. What's your
2: favorite festival?
0: What month is it? It's July. June. Oh well, it's not Pride anymore then. So okay. Um, wow, Virgin <laughs> Signal. <laughs> I I had, to, I had to send the like the bat signal out there. I uh, just a, ra- right a rain the a sky. rainbow symbol of just of just of uh, 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 Pride. Uh, okay, so good. Uh, good for you <laughs> thank you uh uh bonnaroo <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> so stupid yeah i guess is there a, is there a is there a street food vendor uh a food food truck vendor festival i thought I would you'd say fire that.
1: festival so that's really that's really uh <laughs> that's really
0: oh no they didn't invite me to organize if they had yeah yes yes right right uh, that seems definitely like my vibe. Bear. Uh, last up from Mike Jones. Some guy in our HOA is complaining about dogs barking and named our street. Oh. All of us find it hilarious because no one leaves a barking dog outside. Uh, we plan to walk our dogs by his house and leave him presents in the yard. Is this enough or should we do more? So, I like that he's not asking, is this over the line? It is, is it enough?
1: Right. So, uh, Mike, I... Thought you were still living in, and wherever you were living, a city. So maybe you've moved because the neighborhood you but you have said
0: it out loud. I did.
1: Well, only <laughs> listeners with the pod who know it would know what I was talking was what I was about to say. Um, you must not live there anymore. So I don't feel like I know you anymore. <laughs> but yeah, just leave uh, some shit. Leave your own shit in their yard. They're not going to know the difference.
0: I also tend to believe that, um, you know, leave uh, uh, lights and firecrackers in as they're going off, throw small rocks into their windows. So they think small.
2: Being...
0: Very small. Yeah. All right. Last up from the man, the myth, the legend,
1: John McCoy, one of my dearest soccer referee friends, despite the fact that he chooses to live in the state of Indiana, Mary, casually see, or ghost. What a generous and gentle. Uh, Fuck it. Thank you. I no no no. That's my iteration of it. Damn, that's mine. All right, Mary casually see or ghost. Here you go,
2: Mike Jones, Tom Crean, Dan Dakich, or Mike Chashevsky. Uh, well, um, I think I think this is easy.
0: (laughs) Tom Crean, maybe dumb. Maybe corny. Sure. Maybe hasn't really amounted to something significant, Fine. though has earned substantial money. And let's be honest about Tom Crean. He's kept it tight. Very tight. You know, dad... He's he's kept it dad bod tight. Dad bod, tight. bod he, tight. He puts in the... he's puts in the time at the spray tanner. You know, he puts in the work. You gotta marry Tom Crean. You gotta marry
2: Tom Crean. You... Sometimes you want to lay with success.
0: I think you got to casually see Coach K. Oh, but like you can't, you can't commit to a vampire. You can't. And let's be clear: the reason you can't commit to a vampire is because you likely cannot kill. I mean, ghost a vampire, right? And so, the world would be a better place if we all collectively ghosted Dan, Dakech. Dan Dakech. And so for that reason, that is my answer.
1: All right. All right. I, so, I might have switched Dan Dakich and Coach K, but your reasoning is sound.
0: Thank you. If I, I'm known for, for many things, but reasoning is chief among them. Logic is uh,
1: certainly among them.
0: Yeah, it, not for being impulsive. Uh, <laughs> Alex Plum, it has been an absolute pleasure Alex Plum, it's been a true joy. Uh, Two four-stars. Two four-stars. And a plastic bag, my Uh, friend. And a plastic bag. With that, a resounding go green, Mm, sir. Go white, my friend. Cheers, buddy.